Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Say something nice. Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast. Best friend. Podcast that can't live without. There you go. Can you believe that we would say that? Yes, you can't. Well, you won't live without it. You know what? You know how you can tell this is a very professional podcast? <laughs> I clear my throat while yeah. I'm on the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have a cough switch. Hey, I just want to tell you a couple of people that have joined our podcast that I know about. Uh, Josh, I don't know you know who Josh is, but Josh is a young man uh, in his early 20s. Uh, he's uh, been there. Seth, you know Seth, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of Seth. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my father, not my father-in-law, but my, who would he be? He's Your my, daughter's father-in-law. Yeah, you talking daughter, about Billy? Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Billy. Yeah, Mr. Billy. Mr. Billy's in. So good to see well, you. Well, hey, folks. We're glad that you're with us. I love that our tribe is growing, and I love that I love our tribe. This is fun. It's fun to have a best friend. It's fun to share him, and I'm glad that... Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell people what this podcast is about? Because there's people that keep on coming on and they're listening yeah let's just real quick because we haven't done this Ron and Nick's best friend podcast why is it called that it's it's because you and I both have a best friend that uh, Jesus gave us his name is the Holy Spirit the greatest gift that's ever been given and he really is your best friend and learning how to talk to him learning how to be in relationship with him learning what it's like to live with a best friend who is God, mm-hmm. uh, fully present, is um, is fascinating and fun. And yeah. uh, so we're sharing what we're learning about having a relationship with our best so, friend. Someone asked me, we're like in the 90, we're getting close to the 100 uh, episode, and someone asked me, how in the heck can you keep on talking about one subject? <laughs> um, and I kind of say, I don't know, it just kind of happens. Uh, I'm saying that because we're getting ready to go on a subject, and I don't know where we're going to go with this and where the spirit's going to lead. But we're gonna we're gonna try to. I don't know. That would be like saying uh, you're talking about an infinite personality. No, it's not like it's like. Well, I'm going to run out of things to talk about. About it's like, well, and even people are like that. Do you do you get bored with uh, the people that you love, or just just do you love finding out new things about the people that you love? I I love it. I, I love finding out things about you and uh, and finding new new ways to relate. It's it's fun. We are going to talk about a subject that came up by coincidence. And we've talked about coincidences for the past couple of podcasts that we don't believe in coincidences. Sometimes uh, it's God showing us a certain subject to talk about, at least what I'm talking about. So three things happened to we're, I'm just going to play, tell you what, it, what we're talking about. We're talking about loneliness. Mm. Okay? okay? Talking about loneliness. I was you know, flipping through my phone. I like to look at reels. That's really a bad thing. But I laugh. I, I go very quickly through them. Anyway, a vexing picture was on that, on one of the reels of an old man. And, uh, okay, you got my attention by the picture. And then I listened. Which is the whole point of a reel. Well, that, they did a good job. And so I... No, I just have loneliness now. This is what he says. Haunting loneliness. Tell me about that. No, I don't, I don't want to, nothing to tell, Damon. Just kind of lonely. Sometimes you're just lonely? Yeah. And what do you do to 
help yourself with the loneliness? I don't go to bed. I stay up all night. And that makes you feel awful too, so. Okay, so I listened to that. And it really. Uh, well, thanks for sharing that reel. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm talking about whoever shared that reel. You go, oh wow. Yeah, let's yeah. let's make sure that everybody gets a good dose of that. <laughs> so I listened to it. I'm just the picture is vexing. The guy's old. He's talking about loneliness, and I said, wow, I never thought about that subject. But I kind of just dismissed is it. Sh- is, yeah. is that the picture you showed me? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, and uh, and so I went on. So then I had lunch with a gentleman who was a single guy. His wife uh, left, and he, long story, but he has two children. Good-looking guy, very successful guy. From the outskirts, you would think he has it all together, and he does have a lot of things going for him. But then he says this to me. He goes, yeah, you don't, you don't know how lonely it is to, uh, to be with two kids and taking care of them. And I'll sit there, and I'm changing their diaper, doing something, playing with them. I'm just very lonely at times. I said, oh, my goodness. Okay, all right, that's two. Wow, it's a couple of days later I'm hearing about lonely. And then the subject of our men's group was about isolation and loneliness. That just and, came up. <laughs> yeah, on Monday, yeah. On our Monday's group. I said, okay, that's it. We're going to speak about loneliness. So I'm just going to preface it by saying, Holy Spirit, I don't know where we're going. I know this. <sighs> All of us have experienced loneliness. I don't know how we're going to define it, what it means. Um, I wrote. I actually wrote this before we uh, met this morning, Ron, because uh, I'm trying to put my head around what loneliness is. And, and these are the things that popped in my head. Uh, no one knows what you're going through. Uh, not wanting to share with someone else what you're going through. You're beyond help in a situation. Uh, no one can uh, understand what you're going through. God cannot help. How about that one? Uh, hmm. You think it's the strong thing to do to hold on to your own loneliness. Or how about this one? You deserve loneliness. That's what you're used to, being lonely. last one I got is... You see no light at the end of the tunnel through your loneliness. Hmm. Loneliness is a very, here, and I'll just preface it with this and then you can speak into it or wherever God's leading you. Is this? Here's the thing about loneliness, and it's happened to me. You can have people completely surrounding you in your life. You could be in a room full of people and you could be the loneliest person in there. And no one will understand it. Uh, you can't even explain it to someone. It's hard to explain it. So loneliness doesn't mean only being by yourself. It's a state of mind. I don't know. Your thoughts on loneliness or have you ever spoken to people about loneliness in your counseling or does that subject ever come up? Mm. Or have you ever been lonely? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I've been. I know that. I know. I've been very lonely at times in my life. It made me, I, this is a really old song. Do you remember this? Bobby Venton. I know Bobby Lon- Venton, yeah. Lonely, I'm Mr. Lonely. You remember that? Yeah. It's like a haunting song. It, 
Uh, people probably wouldn't remember. That's probably old when my There's dad a lot was of songs with young. Only uh, the lonely. Hey, one is the loneliest oh number that you ever. Yes. Yeah, no, so it's a God. it's a topic that that people wow. obviously think about, write about. Um, yeah, isolation, loneliness, uh, being on your own. Okay, so this is weird. What I'm about to say, and um, I'm not forcing this in here. This literally has been on my mind. It's coming into my mind. So uh, Sunday night. Uh, this coming weekend, uh, my daughter-in-law is going to have a baby, and um, very excited. First grandchild uh, is going to come into the world, and here's what I was thinking about this week. This this is how weird I am. So I'm I'm thinking about this baby being born, and I'm remembering, of course, my my baby's being born, uh, uh, and <clears throat> what happens? Well, what happened when I was there is in the the baby's delivered. And they hand me a, a pair of scissors, mm. and they say, you know, do you want to cut the umbilical cord? And, you know, yeah, I say, oh, yeah, I don't. And then they show me what to do, and they, it's, it's weird, man. It's so weird. It's like, yeah. it's like seeing some alien thing. Right. And, like, I know that, okay, please don't write me letters about how, you know, natural it is and everything. I got it. But when you're looking at it, there's nothing natural there's nothing that feels natural about childbirth when that alien comes out of another human being. It's all covered in goo and, and okay, all okay, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, you did that to my son, so I feel like I can do it. So, but but here's the thing: cutting the cord, right? You cut the cord. I did this both times, and it, it occurs to me this is like from from that instant, like you were conceived, you were conceived in inside somebody else. You you know the the fertilized egg immediately attaches attaches to the the wall of the uterus I guess you know I'm I'm probably not going to get this exactly right but immediately starts to be nourished by another human being and you are absolutely connected like that's how you that's how you begin you begin in that state absolute connection like you're not alone. But it's the second that you come out of your mom and you cut the cord, which I guess at the time you cut the cord, the cord's already, you know, the placenta's already come loose of the whatever. So it's not actually functioning at that point. But, so you've already been disconnected. And now you really are alone. Like you didn't start out alone. You started out wow. connected in a profound way to another human being. But as soon as you come out into the world, you're immediately disconnected. I mean, like, physically, violently disconnected. And and I, I was just considering that. I'm thinking about, I don't want to say something corny or whatever about, well, that's why babies cry. I mean, babies cry because they cry. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot going on when, when, when a baby is born. But from then on, there's this thing like you are alone and you you can try to attach to people you you want to you they give you to your mom you know and your mom talks to you and they put you on her chest and 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 whatever but right from that first moment you're seeking to reattach Right, you you want to reattach isn't that right do you do you hear what i'm saying I, I, i hear what you're saying doesn't sound fun i mean 
Right. Disconnected. Alone. Yeah. yeah. Alone. And and all, so what else came to my mind, and okay, I'm just shooting off some random thoughts here. You're fine. Is how disorient, disorienting it is to think that you're attached to somebody that you're really not attached to. Like there's a feeling like you should be connected to your mom and dad. Like they should... They should see you. They should hear you. They should get you, but you but you don't connect to them. Very disorienting. Mm. Very damaging. Like to to be in to to think you should have a relationship. Same thing works in marriage. Yeah, I was going to say that. So yeah. you here's what really happens in marriage. You whether you realize it or not, folks, when you when you got married or when you're getting married, you're standing up in front of witnesses, you're standing up in front of God and people and you're saying, "I'm going to give you my life and I won't take it back." That's what you're saying. I'm going to give you my whole life and I won't take it back. I promise to give you all of my life and I'll never take it back. All right, so that's that's a human form of the highest human form of connection. Right. Like voluntary connection. I voluntarily connect myself to you. Now, what happens inside of that marriage, and that, this is why I think a lot of marriages end in divorce, is there's an expectation of connection. Oh, wow. Like I should not be lonely. I should not be lonely, right? I should. I, I said I'm going to give you my life and not take it back, and you said the same thing to me. And now here we sit on the couch together, and you're on your cell phone, and I'm on my cell phone, or we're, you know, or we're wherever, and we're not connected, and we're alone. And so you're married, and you're alone. Like you said about this guy, is he? He has his kids, and he's alone. And you have your job, and you're alone. Like all these things do not connect you in the most profound way that you need to be connected, which is like in here, you're still disconnected. And stay on that, don't, I'm not, stay on that subject, but I also want your, even your children feeling disconnected from your kids and your kids separating from you for whatever, wayward kid, okay. or doesn't want to hang around his father or mother or just whatever. Well, just a kid that moves out. Okay. Oh. I talked to, talked to a kid, talked to one of our tribe last night and uh, who's going through that, you know, leaving home. Leaving home, like okay, it's a really good home, but it's really traumatic to leave home, if it's a good home. <laughs> it's it's traumatic if you have a bad one. It's traumatic if you have a good one. Look, d- disconnections, lo- is 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 the core of loneliness. Let's go back to the heart because I know this is going to be good. Well, where where are you going with it? I, well, I, I'm I'm going to say this, and it's it's going to. <laughs> I shouldn't prejudge my my words. I said to myself that, you know, I'm really never alone if I just ask the Spirit to be with me, Holy Spirit. Holy, I'm never alone. The Spirit lives in me. I don't, you know what? And for someone that's suffering through loneliness, that's going to sound like a bunch of bull, what I'm going to say. And maybe, you know. It, it, Not to me, it doesn't. It doesn't? Mm. The two loneliest times in my life, the two most isolated times where I felt like I was completely cut off and and I was because one time I was in a foreign country, the other time I was in in, in the midst of a long depression. Um, both of those times, the thing that broke it was the voice of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, speaking to me from inside out, going like, "There's no way that happens without without the presence of the Spirit in here." Now that's the that's the that's the secret. Yeah, right. That's the great thing. 
That's when Jesus says, Jesus says to the disciples who are getting ready to suffer disconnection. He says, okay, I'm going to go to the cross. Okay, that's going to be a radical, bloody, messy, traumatic disconnection because they, they, they've given up everything to walk with this guy. And now he says, okay, I'm going to the cross. I am, this is going to turn out better for you in the end. And then they watch it. And, it, and then he gets killed right before their eyes. And, and it's yeah. traumatic, right? And then right. he comes back and he's already said, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send my spirit. And, and then when I do things are going to be better for you. And now they're getting ready to lose him again. He's saying, no, I'm, they're going, to, okay, we watched you die, and now you're going to leave? You're going to do this to us twice? He said, yeah, it'll be better for you. And they're, they're just like incredulous. That, that, that can't be. As a matter of fact, at one point, Peter just says, okay, I'm done with the whole thing. I'm just going to go fishing. I'm just, I'm just going to go fish <laughs> because he can't take it, the disconnection. And then Jesus comes and restores him and you know talks to him and, and now you go, what, what's going to happen? I'm going to send my Holy Spirit, and he's going to be in you, and he's going to be me. He's going to be absolutely right. You're, you're going to be able to have me all the time, and no one can ever take you away from me. There's no, you don't ever have to leave home again. You know, I'm thinking, I, I said, and I might want to take it back, but I'm not going to take it back. I said, some of you people that are lonely may think it's bull when I say, well, you got the Holy Spirit inside you, and he's, he, he will speak to you. Let me just, and, and this is why I think why I said that. We had a guy uh, last week that we asked people to um, ask the Holy Spirit the most, most important thing, most important thing yeah. they want to know. And he came back with the line, all I hear is ringing in my ear. Mm-hmm. Okay, Honest answer. Well, he go, we challenged different answers last week on what you hear. And uh, one of the things you said is maybe you edited, edited it. He went back and he texted me and he went, wow. W O W capital letters. Wow, I heard him say, "I love you." Mm. <sighs> right. So when I said "bull," you know, you're full of. I'm full of malarkey. <laughs> That's a good word, malarkey. Mm. That uh, you're not alone. It reminded me of that one particular gentleman that says, "Listen, all I hear is ringing in my ears." He tried again. He goes, "No, no, I heard the spirit of God." And what did he say? "I love you." Yeah. And right then, you're reconnected. Like, so, so you're born for God, but you're born disconnected from God. And uh, that is, that's the thing that is loneliness. I mean, you're living inside here alone, but there is a way. There is a way you don't have to be alone. Okay, let's, let's end it with this. If someone is suffering right now from loneliness, and we all do, what's, what's a practical thing? We did it last week. I mean, what would you suggest? You know, the first thing I would suggest is to admit that you're alone and, and to oh, ask Jesus good. and to ask Jesus oh, to include you in his life, you know. Like I I mean, that's the the most radical thing you can do is like recognize how alone you are and say, I don't want to be alone I don't want to be alone anymore and 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 accept God's invitation. We we, we talked about uh we we talked about uh the marriage being you know i give you my life and and i won't take it back the cross is jesus christ that the cross is god down on one knee saying i'll give you my life and i won't take it back i propose to you that you and me get married you and me are going to get married and my life will be your life and your life will be my life and we'll never i promise i'll never divorce you i'll never leave you nor forsake you will you accept my proposal 
Will you accept my proposal? And then when you do that, he puts a wedding ring on your finger, and the wedding ring is the Holy Spirit. Ooh. This is the promise. Ooh, yes. This is the promise. You put it on. Okay, he, he puts the ring on your finger. He says, okay, you're mine. And, and, and now we have a living wedding ring, <laughs> a, a living, a live wedding ring that says to you every time, it, doesn't, it talks to you. It says, I'm here. I have you. You're my beloved. Okay, that is, <laughs> maybe you need to accept Jesus' proposal to become his bride, his beloved, and if you already are, maybe what you need to do is, is talk to the wedding ring, <laughs> speak to it, say, tell me again, remind me again, mm. tell me the most important thing, which is what? I love you. And, and that's the cure for loneliness, and it's no malarkey. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who? The best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there. <laughs>